to Real VC, a podcast all about Ventura County real estate. My name is Reed Fish. I am the CEO of Upmarket Media, and I am pretty excited about my co-host this week. It's Juliet Eskibius, who's a broker associate at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Properties. That's a mouthful, but guess what? There's more. She's also president of the Ventura County Coastal Association of Realtors. Juliet, what I've been hearing in the last week or two, it's all about insurance. Like, the, 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 like some people, like, didn't some companies just like, I don't see any, I don't know anything about anything, but like, like State Farm, like pulled out of California. Yeah, they did. Um, and State Farm, all state farmers, I think they're all kind of pulling out of California. Pulling um, out of California to, for what though? Homeowners insurance, um, renters insurance. That seems bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, I think what, what it stems from is uh, the insurance commissioner hasn't let rates get risen enough to uh -huh. actually cover the premiums that actually need to happen in order for, you know, when we have natural disasters uh -huh. to cover those natural disasters. So it's pretty scary. You know, we lost our home in the Thomas fire uh -huh. in 2017 and we right. had state farm insurance and, uh, we were renting at the time. So we did have that renter's insurance. Thank wow. goodness. But, um, yeah, yeah mine I mean, lapsed during the fire oh, actually. Great. So that was great. <laughs> I didn't lose my house, thankfully, but you know, we were back. But anyway, yeah. Well, so, you know, basically um, these insurance companies are pulling out for new policies. Mm -hmm. So if you have an existing policy and I'm not the insurance yeah. expert, sure, but, of course. Um, yeah, caveat, caveat, right, caveat, right, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you have a, a current policy they're they're still for right now, they're still, you uh -huh. know, you're, you're okay. You're still right. covered. Just don't, you know, don't miss a payment. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, for new policies and, and it's pretty bad. I mean, they're even renter's insurance and, well, but what does that mean though for, for home buyers? Well, um, home buyers will have to go through the California plan, which isn't a great insurance um, policy. I don't, I'm not like really familiar with uh -huh. it, but, um, I think it's expensive mm -hmm. and, um, because uh, homeowners insurance is already expensive. Right? It is. Well, yeah. you know, I, and I think that's the, the problem is it, it's not really expensive. Like I'll give you an example. Um, you know, for a single family home yearly, maybe, um, you know, $1,200 a, a year. Oh, yeah, so not that much, that not yeah. that much. Yeah. Hundred bucks we, a month. Yeah. We had a, we had a condo, um, and ours was like $65 a month or something. Oh, so yeah. that's not that bad. Not bad. Right. Yeah. So I think, um, with all the natural disasters that we've had sure. and continue to have, um, and more might be coming. Yeah. Just, well, that's know. what they're saying. Yeah, you know, course. we were uh, speaking at one of our meetings recently, a networking meeting with a state farm agent who said that all their data shows that we're going to have uh, quite the wildfire season this year, even though it's um, actually, it's like year round now. Yeah. There's no season anymore. Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> so exciting. So exciting. But so, but if you do buy a home right now and you need to have a policy, can you get insured? So there are companies that are still insuring um, mm -hmm. with new policies, but I think, um, you know, I think Geico was the first one to uh, leave the state uh -huh. um, and now State Farm and Allstate and Farmers. And I think a lot of them will follow suit just because uh, it doesn't make financial sense for them. But, but now, uh, and again, I, I don't know anything about this, So, but don't you have to have homeowner's insurance as part of your mortgage if you're, you yeah, know? Yeah, if you, if you do get a loan and you have a mortgage, um, your lender is going to require that 
Okay. insurance. So if, if you it can't seems find like a, there's a problem there. Yeah. So, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely going to, um, change, uh, some things here. Like I said, there are still, um, insurance companies that are in, in doing new policies and insuring mm-hmm. people. Um, and then there's the California plan, like I said, but with the California plan, is that like a state thing? It's a state. And I, again, yeah, sure. Caveat, sure. caveat, yeah, yeah, caveat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as far as I know, you know, it's a state run plan and, uh, it's like I said, probably not the greatest insurance and it's probably right. very expensive. So, right. but, um, but it's what you would have just to, so you can have your mortgage. Right. I mean, right. So. Right. Especially in high fire areas. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, um, already have to use that plan just because right. of the, the fires. Yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. So, but they also said, um, the State Farm agent uh, also said that maybe, maybe, at least with State Farm, they might do like, they might do, uh, they might insure um, people on a case-by-case basis. Oh, So okay. if maybe if somebody wasn't in a flood zone or mm-hmm. a high fire zone, right, right. that maybe they could still write the policy, but that's something to be seen. We'll see wow. if that actually happens. Well, and, and it does sound like there is probably intense lobbying happening with the, with the insurance commissioner, I would imagine to be able to, to, to kind of move those, those rate caps. Yes. Right? I'm, I'm guessing that, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lobbying going on from very many, you know, a lot of different areas, um, a lot of different industries, right. um, including uh, the California association of realtors and, yeah. you know, uh, being the president of our association, ah. that, that's kind of what we do. We, um, we, we have, uh, 17 board members on our, at our association and we have, uh, a travel team that goes to, um, Sacramento mm-hmm. and Washington DC. And we actually do lobby, um, the, uh, national association of realtors is actually the largest trade association in the country. Yeah, there's a lot of realtors, a lot of realtors. So when we go to Sacramento and Washington, um, you right. know, our legislators really listen, um, mm-hmm. so I know that there's, there's going to be a lot of lobbying for, uh, right. Cause I, I would feel like from the, from even from the governments, from the state's perspective, that this is a, this is a problem. Yeah. Huge problem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure, like I said, there are a lot of people in our industry and, yeah. uh, other industries that are going to be fighting this really hard because obviously I think we're the most populous state in California and, uh, yeah, we are. uh, we need insurance. And again, it's not just homeowners ins- insurance, yeah. you know, it's renters yeah. and, um, but the state farm agent did say that, uh, she could still write a, a pet policy. Or yeah. Something, well, so. I mean, there you go. So if your home burns down and your right. pet perishes, you get, you get a 600 bucks. Congratulations. So, but it, so in real world, uh, like, have you seen the ramifications of this yet with your clients or, uh, you know, how is this going to affect uh, transactions? Well, I, thank goodness, haven't, um, had anybody not get insured at this uh-huh. point. Um, but it's only been a couple weeks. Since right. It's been but in, I mean, right? with, yeah. in terms of, you know, since we've had so many natural right. disasters right, and right, fires right. and mm-hmm. things, um, I know some people have had a really hard time. Right. Over it's been the tricky last, over the last couple right, of years. But, general, um, yeah. okay. haven't seen anything with these, with the new, um, insurance companies pulling out. So we'll see. You know, it's going to be an interesting, uh, it'll be interesting to navigate through this whole thing and see where it ends up because I don't, I, I mean, I really think that the state's going to have to do something. Um, you know, our legislators are going to have to do something and, yeah, uh, cause you know, it, we just can't not be insured. Yeah. Well, and if you, <laughs> and, and if you, to have the more, well, you have to, I mean, you, you have to have insurance. It's right. just like, it's like, you have to, there's right. no, like there's, you can't not do it right. unless you buy cash, I guess. Right. 
exactly. with cash, right? Which is not, which is actually, it's, it's, I hear all these cash buyers. I don't know how does everyone yeah, have so much the, cash. The, there's, you know, there's a lot of cash buyers. Um, I remember when I started here in um, Ventura County, almost, um, I don't know how many, 15, 16, oh, 17 years ago. Wow. I don't remember. Wow. Um, we didn't have as many cash buyers. I think it was like 3% of yeah. all transactions. And now yeah. it's like 30% or 33%. Where, where are people getting all the money? Uh, you know, there's a lot of money out there. A lot well, of money. Why don't I have more of it? <laughs> Do more of your podcast. <laughs> yes. I, and more of your a, media. We're, we're making a mint here at the Real DC Pod. <laughs> um, well, hopefully we will. It's only our second episode. That's Come right. On, we got, That's you right. Know, it's the, the slow build. Well, and I, I listened to your first episode. Oh, you Congratulations. Oh, thank you. And, uh, Ignacio was great mm, with Liv uh, Sotheby's. I love and, Ignacio. Well, yeah, everybody does. And I hear he's trying to be the, <laughs> what is it? The, uh, <laughs> the most liked, liked realtor. <laughs> we might need to um, include that award in our yeah. association oh, award. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, and you should, and give it to somebody else. <laughs> He'd be so disappointed. Yeah, well, exactly. I would, that would, oh, that would make me laugh so hard. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, so you have a lot going on. You have a, you have a busy real estate career and then you're also the president of the board or the, right. pre, the board, the, the, the Ventura County Coastal Association of Realtors. Yeah. So what, what does that entail? Like, what, what does that even do? What, what do you, uh, how, how are you helping? How are you outside of like going to Sacramento and talking to legislators? What, how else are you helping the real estate community? So our Ventura County Coastal Association of Realtors um, consists of Camarillo, Oxnard, Ventura, Port Wainimi, Simi Valley. Um, oh, hi. Uh, oh, hi. Actually, no, 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 that's no. separate. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Santa Paula, mm-hmm. Fillmore. So we have over 2000 members. All right. And, um, mm-hmm. so as the, the association, we're on the local level and then we have the state association and the national association. So, um, you know, we spend a lot of time making sometimes very difficult decisions for our members okay. and how, you know, members money is being spent. And, um, we, so we have, uh, CRMLS is our MLS uh-huh. and CRMLS, it's the California regional uh, MLS mm-hmm. where it's the largest MLS uh, in the country, mm-hmm. I think in the world. And uh, so we were able to uh, bring CRMLS on for our members um, several years ago. And um, it's been a, a great benefit okay. um, for our, for our members. So, you know, we have to decide where money goes and how mm-hmm. money is spent and, um, you know, we want to do the best, you know, be the best stewards of, of our members money. So, well, and if you are a realtor, do you, are you required to be uh, a member of this? If you are a realtor, which is the, right, the, the, you know, trademark, right. Name, yeah. Um, you Podcast. are required to, um, be a part of your local association as okay. your, and your state and your national association. Okay. We might so, need to check on that. <laughs> I think that's the way it goes. Oh, I don't care. It's so confusing. As, as long as most of the information in this podcast is okay. accurate, I'm fine. Okay, good. <laughs> There's some fudging around the edges. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, but the, can you be a realtor and not be, a, I mean, but or you can, can you, you can have a real estate license, license and, and not, not be, be a, a realtor. realtor. Yeah. But realtors, we have a code of ethics that we have to abide by. Um, I know. <laughs> well, and oh, it, just kidding. It's funny. It's funny that you, that you left because, um, actually that's one of the things that on the state and national level we're really looking at is 
the the professionalism yeah. um, because there are some bad apples out there. I've seen them. I know. Yeah. And um, you know the the standard of care that we need to give our clients. Um, we think that we need to you know, raise that bar a little bit mm. or a lot. Oh, so right. there's a, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, they just, uh, made a new mandatory, um, decision that it's mandatory that you have to take, uh, ethics classes every three years and, Problem um, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, you know, we're doing, we're trying to do, I say we, you know, yeah, on the course. state national yeah. level, we're just trying to do more to be, um, how make sure that our members are, you know, yeah. acting appropriately. And yeah, and well, I mean, I think anyone realizes that the realtors don't necessarily have the, um, the, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the, the public sees realtors as probably on an individual level. Oh, I worked with this realtor and they're amazing. They're totally ethical. But then I think the general perception is eh, maybe they're not the most ethical group of people well, right? and from, that, from the outside. Well, and that's, um, it's funny that you bring that up actually not funny, but there are several lawsuits going on, um, throughout the country, um, against realtors and right. our, you know, our practices and, um, there's class action lawsuits going on because right. there is, um, some belief that, uh, you know, we're not worth our compensation or that mm. we, you know, um, take advantage of people. So sure. there are definitely on the, sometimes people do. I mean, that's the problem. And with, with you know, a hundred thousand realtors, or however many there are in the United States, I mean, or 200,000, there's, there's well, going to be two, some, there's 200,000 over 200,000 in the state. In the state of California. The okay. Well, California. so nationwide, so we're looking at like a couple million. <laughs> yeah. Then. There's yeah. like, I think 16, uh, 1.6 million. I think. Yeah. So there's going to be some bad apples. Yeah. There. But, yeah. um, so basically what we're trying to do, um, on the national state and local level is really promote the realtor brand. Um, and our realtor members, um, can go to competition.org. Uh, it's mm. on the national association of web or national association of realtors, uh, website. They created this website that has some really good information about how as realtors, we can, um, really talk about our value to our clients right. because, um, you know, there's uh, people think, you know, well, why are you getting paid so much? Yeah, and, right. And you have to really be able to explain it to your clients. And, um, you know, that's part of the, why those lawsuits are going on is because, you know, right. people don't understand how we get paid. And, right. um, you know, some people think that, uh, you know, the, uh, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say right here? Um, I, I, well, you know, I, I don't know what you're trying to say. Well, but so the, yeah, people, try, I think, try to think that people are trying to take advantage. Realtors are trying to take advantage of, of, of homeowners. And I mean, isn't one of the lawsuits actually kind of about, um, like the buyer's fees, like they're trying to outlaw, like, like I've heard some crazy thing, like there's a class action lawsuit that, that is trying to, I, I don't know, basically do away with the 5% or whatever well, you, you guys get. Well, and that's the thing that, you know, there's really no standard of commission. Um, right. Commissions are completely negotiable, right. but there's a perception out there that, um, my perception know, is they're locked in at 5%. Yeah, and they're not, they're absolutely negotiable. And I think that's what yeah. we need to do a better job doing, explaining to our clients, um, you know, whatever commission rate you want right. to um, charge that, you know, you're explaining to your selling clients as well as your buyer clients. And mm -hmm. what we're really trying to promote is um, using the uh, buyer broker agreement 
um, uh-huh. it's called the buyer representation agreement, mm-hmm. um, in order to, um, formalize our working relationships with our buyers and sellers, um, or with our buyers specifically, um, just to let them know what we're doing, how we're getting paid. Because right. I think a lot of the, the perception for a long time was that buyers agents, when, you know, when you have mm-hmm. a buyer, buyer, an agent yep. working for you as a buyer that, um, that you're working for free. Because mm-hmm. the seller is actually, right. you know, the buyer brings the money, but the seller actually pays the compensation. So right. there's a lot of confusion. So that's really, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to um, make sure that our our members and agents really know how to explain things to their clients so that clients right. don't feel like they're being taken advantage right. of. Well, but industry standard is like 5%, right? No, there's no... Um, no, yeah, okay, but... The, we, like, get into, uh, we, we get into... We get into... We can't, oh, price fixing. Yeah, yes, price yeah, fixing yeah, and all that. So, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, that That's the, hey, I'm not a realtor, so I can say that that's the number that I hear a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and I don't want to get anyone in trouble for yeah. price fixing. Yeah, no, I, it's, This is going right to the feds, I know. this podcast. <laughs> no, it's all negotiable, all commissions are negotiable, so. All right. Um, yeah, so there's, but there, yes, there's a lot of lawsuits out there going on, and our industry uh, and the way we do business um, could very well change very quickly right. um, or maybe not so quickly, but it, it's definitely, you know, it's right. always evolving. Well, it's going to change. It, it always all, does. Yeah. It yeah. always I mean, does. Our business has, cha- you know, changed so much over the last 10 years and, and I expect in the next five to 10, it's going to change quite a bit more too. So yeah. you just got to roll with it. And Ever kinda, evolving. Yeah, navigate it. Um, very interesting. So <clears throat> we're going to take a little break. We're going to do our social media sidebar. We're going to, we have a special guest coming on and because we're going to do our monthly market report. Exciting. Yeah. Yes. And then we're going to talk about marketing and then we're going to end with some barn burning action items. Two simple things that any realtor can do to help grow their business. All right. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. Social media sidebar time. I, First off, come on, we're Real VC. You're listening to the podcast. Subscribe, rate it. Juliet, have you rated this five star? I know you listened to the first episode. Did you rate five stars I, yet? You know what? I don't think I did. Oh, but Juliet. I, I will. I will definitely. Oh, goodness. I will definitely rate it. Did you subscribe? It. I, I, oh, I, Juliet, I you just I tap the thing. <laughs> it's not hard. That's it's a requirement for all guests it's, is that they would, they have to subscribe before I'm letting them on the podcast. Okay. Next on my agenda. Listeners, I think, you know, please subscribe. <laughs> That's going to help us keep all this, all the, all the, all the fun times rolling over here. Uh, rate five stars, but uh, so social media, that's what we talk about in the social media sidebar. So if you want to follow us, we're upmarket.media across all social media. Um, and that's kind of where we're going to be putting um, all the, all the podcast stuff. We also of course have our regular uh, upmarket media, uh, you know, kind of realtor real estate marketing stuff on there as well. Um, Juliet, you are big time social media. Oh, oh yeah, big time. Everybody knows that I am all about social media. Yeah, not at no, all. Not. I'm not. I'm horrible. What? You know. What's your social media? I, I want everyone to see it. So I, I'm on Facebook. That's it. <laughs> You're not on I Instagram. I think I'm on Instagram. I don't know. Oh I'm, my god. I know it's horrible. And oh. you know, you know how many realtors get their business I just do. from social media. A lot. 
But that's well, okay. Go ahead. But can you give out your social media? You, you just find yourself on just I, look her up on Facebook. Yeah, just look me yeah, up on yeah, Facebook. Okay, Juliet Escobias. It's the easiest name to spell. Yeah, it's perfect. Right? It's, perfect. <laughs> it's it's in the show notes. You can I'll link to it in the show notes. Well, uh, and it's and it's it's really something that I need to work on. Um, do you? I, well, well, here's the, here, here's what I would say. Like, because obviously we believe social media is important and a lot of our content goes on social media. So we have a vested interest in it being really important. Right. But um, I don't think there is one path, right? I, I don't think every realtor necessarily has to be on social media because I, I think that, the, you know, the way I look at marketing and the way I look at everything is like you have to find your leverage point. Right. And like for you, if you if you hate social media, if you don't want to be on it, if it's a drag and it's hard to be authentic and hard to engage with people, then there's not a lot of point in it. Right. right. I mean, just even, you know, even if you just have it like, OK, here's social media. Hey, for more information, go to my website or give me a call or, you know, whatever. Right. I think I think that can be effective because I don't because there is no cookie cutter one way approach. And so why do you so you and clearly are you've risen to the be president of the oh, yeah. Yeah, thing and you're, <laughs> you're such an amazing realtor. So you have clearly had a good career without utilizing social media. So, you know, wh why do you think that is? And, and do you, th do you actually think social media would help you or you think you're okay without it? So, um, I, so I do use social media and mostly for just for business. Uh -huh. Um, I don't, I have a business page and a personal page. Mostly I just post on my personal page, um, on Facebook anyway. Uh -huh. Um, I do think it helps. I, I think it keeps you top of mind, um, yeah, with clients and past clients, uh, current clients. Um, and I, do, I feel like I do need to do more of it. I think it is an important thing, but you bring up a good point and I'm actually, a, uh, I've been a mentor in our office. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I always tell my new agents that, you know, find what works for you. Yeah. Because obviously if you, you know, if you hate doing something, you're not going to do it consistently. And like you said, you're not going to be authentic about it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so when I do post, I really try to be like authentic, like, oh, I just sold something or I post something about like, <laughs> just you know, bragging. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, of course <laughs> uh, that's what social media is. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, or I'll post something, a, a personal something, which is so funny because, um, you know, so many times I get like the most likes on some random mm -hmm. post, you know, which sure. is so interesting. Um, but I, I think everybody has to do that, you know, what feels good to them. I know that like, I don't like to door knock, so mm -hmm. I won't go door knocking. Um, right. you know, but there are people who've built their careers on, on mm -hmm. door knocking. Um, so I think for me, I do need to include more social media, um, especially Instagram. Like I just feel like I'm just, you know, I've dropped the ball on that, but, um, mm. you know, and I, I've actually dabbled in, um, you know, trying to find like an outside oh, source. Yeah. Like outsourcing your social media. Right, exactly. Right. How's that gone? Didn't really work. Um, mm. the, I, yeah, again, we, yeah go it, it goes back to the authenticity. Right. You know, I saw like they would be just post for you. Yes. And, um, a few times I was like, that right. doesn't even like look like anything I would post, you know? Right. Um, yeah. so it didn't really work no. for me, but I know that there's some, you know, good companies yeah, and out we, there. We, you know, and we, we kind of, we have been offering that for our clients and like, and, and I think it is, uh, a, it is a tough nut to crack. And I, and I think that we're kind of still working on that and mm -hmm. figuring out that workflow and, and, and with our partners in that. Um, so it is tricky cause I, I, uh, 
and as we talked about it even last week with uh, Ignacio, it's like authenticity, I think is really the key. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you, you have to do it yourself, but you just have to be aligned with someone who at least understands your voice. Right. I mean, right. I, I think that that's the biggest thing. All right. We, you know, one of these days we're going to get a co-host on here who actually utilizes social media a lot. I, I, have, I have someone in mind who I think is social media kind of, you know, we'll get them on here. Um, but, uh, but I think that's good. Uh, thank you, Julia. We're going to come back and we'll have Sam Benner on with our market report. Time for our monthly market report, our first one ever. And my God, come on. We got Sam Benner here, realtor and team leader of the real team at EXP Realty. Sam, thank you for being here. Throw down some stats, please. Okay. Well, I think the most telling stats, I think, is the number of deeds recorded. And this is this is straight from our friends at Chicago Title. Shout okay. out to Steve Logan. All right. Thanks, um, Steve. We have our uh, total transactions for the entire county for the month of April, 2023, 527 total deeds recorded. Compared to last April, uh, 2022, 820 transactions recorded. Okay, yep, quite a few less. Quite a few less. And so I I think what we're alluding to here is that maybe the year prior was not the typical of markets. Uh And we're actually, I think, operating in a much more normal market right now. Yeah, I think that's the consensus among realtors. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I know. Okay. Do you have more stats or is that it? Well, let's look at the, let's look at a couple things here. So for Ventura County, Uh uh, the median listing price was just under $700,000. Yeah. Uh, The median price of new listings, Mm $654,000. Price per square foot at $475,000. The average days on market actually came down a little bit. It's at 97 days on market, which still, again, compared to last year, at this time last year was like what 13 or something <laughs> yeah, I think it was yeah. like three minutes yeah <laughs> right so and i and i we're seeing prices decrease by about 18 percent so right. i think we've seen some you know, oh, county-wide county-wide here county-wide now, and I of know course there's pockets right where there's definitely right. pockets yeah. that we can talk about because again i think we're starting to see the prices definitely have settled right um but i think that's an interesting stat um and i'm and i and i think also too seeing also that about 25 percent of properties were relisted you know, so you're having things maybe falling off the market, expires, coming back on. Okay. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I think a lot of them have been overpriced and you can't overprice a listing in this market right now. Okay. So looking at Ventura County, now this is for single family homes. All right. Okay. The median list price, 1.399 for the entire county, which is pretty wild. Uh, the median price of new listings, 929,000. Uh, price per square foot is at 587. Average days on market is just under 80 at 79. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are price reductions. We saw price reductions on listings. About 19% of listings have price reductions. And uh, looking like it's, again, continuing to be a very strong seller's market. And, and, and what, I'm guessing, what I'm getting from you guys is that the, everyone is feeling like we are so down. That's how I feel, right? right. I'm like, oh my God, our business is just like, we're you know, 30% down. From, right. from last year. But you, your kind of thought is that this is actually normal. It's quote it's, unquote. Normal. I think it's more normal. Um, you know, what happened during the pandemic, uh, you know, very counterintuitive to um, think that, you know, realtors or anybody would have 
a, you know, some of their best years during a, right. a pandemic. Um, and things were, like you said, were, were just flying off the shelf and, um, you know, in a normal market and we haven't really had a normal market for a long time, but in a normal market, things do sit on the market for a little while. They don't just fly off the shelf. You don't get, you know, 10 or 20 offers in the first weekend. Um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, but then again, we just, we don't have the inventory. Yeah. So things still do fly off the shelf if they're priced well, um, priced properly. But, um, I think it, I think we're in a no more normal and I say, you know, more normal, but what's normal. Right. But yeah. it's just, I, I think that it's just unfortunate that we did have some really, 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 really good years. I think a lot of people had, you know, yeah. two or three really, really good years. And now that it's slowed down a bit, um, I think what's unfortunate is some of the newer realtors or agents out there, this is new for them because right. they came in at a time when it was crazy and now it's not crazy anymore. And, um, you know, you actually have to show your value and, um, market properties and, and actually work, yeah. <laughs> which I think people weren't really doing for a long time. Well, I think the, you know, the challenge, and I think Ignacio was hitting on this in your guys's, um, inaugural episode, oh. um, was this fact that, you know, there's more people now that I think we're, we're talking about, buyers and sellers that are not doing it in an opportunistic way. You know, people are selling their homes because they have to. Right, right. And if, as a realtor, if you don't have a strong database of people that you're communicating with, um, you're not going to get that call when that divorce happens or that person passes away or that person needs to relocate for their job. Um, that's what's going to be driving the market now. And again, I think that's just more of a normal, more of a normal marketplace for sure. Right. I think people, you know, were putting their, their homes on the, on the market, um, in the last several years, a lot of people, because they were taking advantage of how much money they could make, yeah. um, no, you know, I, moving I, out of state. I, well, no. And I saw a lot of people just like, wow, well, I don't know. We're just going to, we'll put it up for this crazy price. And, we'll and see then what if, happens. if someone buys it, we'll sell it. But if they try to negotiate, we'll just say no. Yeah. And continue to live here. And, you know, with interest rates changing and mm -hmm. I, I still think, you know, six or 7% still pretty low considering, right. you know, there historically, was a t historically yeah. they're low. Um, but people still do need to buy and sell and, um, you know, buyers are more cautious. I think sellers are a little bit, you know, more hesitant because if they do sell, where are they going to go? Unless, right. and a lot of people are moving out of state, unfortunately. Um, well, where, so we have these numbers, I mean, and, and the past numbers are not a crystal ball, but do we have a sense, you know, what are you seeing as like the trends? I mean, are, are, are we, is this going to get worse before it gets better or is, are we just going to chug along? I mean, what are you, you know, I got two of the best minds in Ventura County here in real estate. What, what do you, what do you both think is going to happen here? Sam? I'm going to oh. throw that one to you. I get to go first. Yes. You yeah. get to go awesome. first. That's why I've been talking here for like <laughs> half an hour already. Because you're, you're, you're a team leader. Hey now. Uh, so uh, I, what I think is going to happen is the summer market will be very telling in terms of what's going to happen. Um, you know, if we see, you know, an uptick in inventory and an uptick in transactions over the summer, I think that, that will carry us through the rest of the year. I think what really needs to happen is I think we need to get the interest rates back down into like the fives. And I think that will possibly happen, you know, maybe, maybe next year. Uh, there's just so much volatility with that right now. We've got to get those people comfortable with moving from that two, 3% interest rate that they kind of married into these right. last couple of years. And that's going to help move the market. I think at a much grander pace right now, I think what's going to happen is I think prices will continue to settle, but until we really have the inventory to really match 
we're still going to see a lot of multiple offers and, you know, some historic prices, you know, going into the rest of the year. But I, I do think that the summer market will be very telling because I do think there's going to be some people that are going to have to move no matter what. Sure. Well, and the, and I think the longer you, the, I, mean, I mean, I think it, it, it's, it's two things. I think a lot over the last three years, I think a ton of people accelerated that, you know, maybe they were planning on selling in 2023 and they sold in 2021 because they wanted to get into the hot market. And, you know, so I think you had so many people actually selling when they weren't necessarily planning to, that it kind of depleted the the bench for, for potential sales in, in these years. And then you have the interest rates and then you have all this stuff. So maybe it's just, we need kind of this fallow period to be able to to kind of, you know, re the, the aquifer fills up if we, if we're not going to be using it. Right. Well, Julia, did you have a cabbage patch kid growing up? I did. I had twins. Right. I mean, do you remember the, um, do you remember the insanity that was happening oh, for yeah, those, right? Yeah. I remember my dad, I think, punched somebody in the mall to get one for my <laughs> oh, sister. My you that know, sounds like that, your dad. Right, he's a very aggressive guy. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and then everybody had one. Right. And then you didn't really need to get, you don't, you know, I mean, you yeah. had twins, but you didn't need three Cabbage Patch Kids, right? I mean, no. hopefully. So I think yeah. we just had this surge of Cabbage Patch Kids en- energy, you know, these last, you know, right. couple of years. And now it's everybody's like, I think we're good. I think we're cool. Let's let's just play with them for a while, you know? We're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely, it's a, it's definitely different than it has been, but I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, get to work hard and, um, you know, the, the, the deals are still out there. Um, and just because they're not as fast and furious, um, right. It's, you know, it's still a good year and things are moving along and I, you know, hopefully, you know, inflation's less than it was last year. So we got to keep that, you know, under control and, um, you know, yeah. I mean, the talk right now is there's not going to be more hikes in right, the interest rates. So right. I don't, I don't know about it coming down, but, um, but like as far as, a, you know, realtors go in navigating this, um, and, and, and I think you kind of touched on it that some of these newer agents, I mean, it's probably going to be hard for some newer agents to actually stick and to actually, you know, make this their business and make this their career. I mean, is there, is there, cause you know, what we really want to do with this podcast is give, give people, you know, strategies and information and all that to help their business. I mean, what do you suggest, uh, you know, the, 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 the one or two, two sentence like thing to do to kind of navigate this market as a realtor? I would say be consistent, whatever you do, you know, um, and I think you and I touched on this earlier during the social media portion Mm -hmm. of the podcast, um, you know, pick something or a few things that you're good at and you enjoy doing and just continue to do it and, and just do it. You know, this is, this business is a marathon, not a sprint. And you know, what I tell my new agents is you just got to keep at it and, you know, do the open houses, uh, you know, go on caravan, network with your, with your colleagues and just do it over and over and over again. It's a numbers game, right? So the more times you give out your business card or you talk to somebody, uh, you know, the closer you are to your next deal. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just a matter of, you know, you got to just be consistent. Sam, what do you think? Well, I, you know, I think it's, it's time to double down on your sphere of influence. And I know as a newer agent, sometimes you don't have as many contacts. So when I first started, I did open houses like crazy and I did one every weekend for basically two years. Mm -hmm. And that's how I built my database initially. Um, I would get back to that as much as possible. Those are going to be the people closest to a buying or selling moment. I think are going to be the people that you're going to meet 
at open houses. And then I just think doing a course of events, uh, find things that you're mutually passionate about, you know, start a, start a yoga club, start a pickleball club, you know, take a uh, start a supper club, take people out to dinner and have a good time and build your database through these kind of more organic methods. Um, I just feel right now people are just really wary on, you know, the, the cold calling, the hard selling kind of prospecting tools that are out there. It's just never really been a style for me in any way. I think we're looking to build relationship. And I think through those relationships, then we'll start, you know, the business will come. But I, I do think the day of the, the part-time real estate agent is, is over. Yeah. You know, I, I think we're looking for, these are, you have oh. to do this thing full time. Yeah, all in. for sure. Thanks for the hot take. <laughs> no problem. Appreciate it. No Sam, problem. that's why we got you in here for the hot takes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now get out of here. So Juliet and I can continue talking in peace. It's my pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. Bye Sam. All right. And now it is time for our marketing moment, which come on sponsored by upmarket media. My world one-stop shop for all your listing marketing needs, photo, video, 3D, upmarket.media online. Check us out. You can order there. Call up Chelsea, our producer, who had to just step out, but was here. She oh, wasn't, was here. Wasn't that nice, Julia? Chelsea was here. It was amazing. Time. Well, let's talk about marketing. And I, I kind of one thing that, that I've been thinking about a little bit is um, print marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that... A thing because you know it's funny we you know we produce all these photos we give them to people and then like i never you know I, I i sometimes i don't know what people do with them so i really still believe in print marketing oh, i do. do a lot of it wow um, well not a lot but more than <laughs> it's, some. it's your social media <laughs> right <laughs> it's the og of social <laughs> yeah. media yeah. um i do i i'm in ventana magazine uh, um i i was in the ventura county star every week uh -huh. um for several years yeah um was was yeah i just stopped doing that um but i i i think print is still good it's a good medium you know i think a lot of people still like to touch and feel and hold something and, sure. um, you know, yeah. do a well, lot of, one of it, it depends on who your ideal client is. Right? right. So if you are, say you had skewed a little older, then probably print is a little better if you're trying to find, uh, you know, 29 year olds who happen to have $1.5 million to buy a house, then maybe it's not, <laughs> not, 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 not the right venue. But, um, but, but I think print can be a little unwieldy because it's, it's expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends on, you know, what you do and, um, you know, there, are, it, I mean, if you do a full color, you know, mm -hmm. something huge and beautiful, you know, it's going to be a little bit more costly than just doing, you know, a mm -hmm. random postcard or something. But, so. but so, you know, and obviously if, if you were in the Ventura star for a long time and, but you, you stopped, obviously it, 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 it you made a decision that it wasn't worth it anymore, but you were getting like, would you get a call like every week or would you get, or, you know, or, no. or it's just, it's just that, Oh, I get one every six months and they are actually a buyer and it turns out and I make, you know, you know, the, the kind of the thinking behind it for me was I wanted to kind of be everywhere okay. so that, you know, I did, if I did an open house, um, on, during the weekend, my open house signs are there. And then on Sunday, somebody picks up the paper and they see my name again. And, right. um, and then, you know, some of my past clients are getting American lifestyle magazine mm -hmm. that I send out every other month. Um, so it was, oh. it was really just a matter of like, and then they open up Vent Ventana magazine and there right. I am. So right. it was really just about kind of hitting 
This is repetition. Repetition yeah. over and it's over again. It's not going to call you from that ad, exactly. but it's, it's part of a suite of things that exactly. you're doing. So if, if all you do is put an ad in the Ventura Star, it's probably not going to be as effective as as it is if you're you know hitting it full bore and all that exactly. kind of stuff. And it's so funny because I remember um, when I was... Uh, kind of on the fence of, you know, where I should spend my marketing dollars. Uh-huh. Um, I actually did have a client who called me and he said, oh, I just opened the paper and I saw your face and I just had to call you. So, you know, it, you know, yeah. whatever works. Right? Right, but, right. but ultimately I did decide that, um, that I wanted to spend marketing dollars in other places. So, right. Well, can um, you talk about that a little bit of, of what you, what you have in mind or, or is these, are these the deep secrets? secrets? Yeah. Trade secrets. Um, you know, I just, I'm doing different print, which uh-huh. is interesting. And then, okay. and then I did, um, put some money into, you know, the, the social media thing and, and right. working with that, uh-huh. um, potential company and stuff like that. So, um, just trying different things and, you know, I really believe in being consistent, but at the same time you do have to mm-hmm. evaluate what you're spending your money on. You know, you should evaluate it every, you know, six sure. months to a year and look at where your where your actual money is, you know, right. where your clients so, are coming so from. And, and, and how you do it with your business, do you set aside a set amount of money for marketing? I and, do. And, and per month or per year? Or? I do. Um, at the beginning of the year, um, you know, kind of do a, like my business plan and figure mm-hmm. out exactly how much money I have for marketing and then decide where to spread it out. Um, obviously, you know, I love the upmarket media oh. photos. So that's oh, always a go. big, you know, oh. and and if I have oh. 20 listings and I'm going to, you know, well, that, that was just going to be my question. So when you're setting that budget at the beginning of the year, are you factoring in the materials that you make for your listings? Yes. You, you know, because you're yeah. obviously, you're not going to know the number of, all of a sudden you double your listings. Well, you're, you obviously you yeah. just have to change your budget well, with and, any budget. I mean, a budget's a tool, yeah. you know, and right. it's nothing set in stone. So I try to do the best I can looking at historical data of, you know, how many listings I had the year prior and what I'm forecasting for the year. Right. Obviously things change. Um, but I think with, um, with any listing, I'm definitely going to do the photography is right. The photography and the drone and all that. I mean that what you guys do at market media is so important. And I will tell you, I've been using you guys for, a very long time. I met mm. Mark Corcoran, your yes. partner. Yes, he's not um, on the pod. No, but yeah. Darn, where I, is maybe he? someday. <laughs> Get the sweet Kiwi talking. Uh, so I met him maybe 12 years ago, oh, 10, wow. 12 years ago. And it, it really did. Ch- I used to do my own photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would spend so much time, you know, yeah. taking the photos and editing them. And they weren't great. Let yeah. me tell you. I know. Um, but I think, you know, I've, and I use you guys for all listings, even if right. it's like a hundred thousand yeah. dollar condo well, or I yeah. mean a mobile it's, home. It's what, it's what we talk about all the time in terms of just making sure your marketing is consistent. Right. And that, you know, whatever package you do, you know, and that's what we say. Well, you might just do photos, but then do it on every single listing. Or right. maybe you do the full marketing package with video and 3d. Well do that on every single listing cause it keeps consistent. Right. I mean, we've had it where someone does that full media package that, you know, runs like a thousand bucks for, for, for a listing and to keep it consistent, they did it on like a hundred and twenty thousand dollar mobile right. home too, and right. I was like, "Hey, I love it!" <laughs> right. Well, and you know, it's funny because I've had um, I've had people actually call me um, and say, you know, other agents yeah. they'll call me and they'll be like, "I knew that was your your <laughs> listing just because of <laughs> right. the you know I do use a stager, right? I use yeah, you guys. that's part of it, right? right. Staging, I, I think staging is marketing. It's it's huge. I right. I really believe in in the staging, and I love the the um. 
the digital staging that you guys do. Oh, yeah, sure. I think oh, it looks wow. it looks great. Yeah, you don't have to pimp all our services, well, but true. go ahead. <laughs> but I also, I mean, I have great stagers and I really, you know, there's something to be said for walking into the oh, home course, yeah. and seeing it, you know, so beautifully mm-hmm. done and, and... Well, and when the home is staged, it makes our job a lot easier. Yeah, too, for sure. No question. But it's, it. you guys definitely have changed, you know, my way of doing business and... Um, people actually say like, I knew it was your listing because it's right. You always have nice staging and beautiful photography. Right. Well, and I think we focus so much and kind of why I wanted to ask about print is I think when we're talking about the media that we provide for our clients, so much of the time we're talking usually about digital stuff because you know, obviously photos can be printed and it can be the print magazine, but like a 3d or, you know, in a really, especially a video, cannot. Mm -hmm. And I think video is what we talk about a lot. And what we, it is the number one thing that I think I hear from agents is like, I got to do more video. I got to do more video. And it doesn't have to be, um, I think property videos. I mean, that's our bread and butter. That's the, the majority of the video we do is just, you know, doing video for, for someone's new listing. But, you know, they are talking about having that. And this kind of goes into social media of having those first person videos that the agent takes where they're just, you know, talking into the camera or they're, you know, touring a home or just, you know, doing whatever. So I, I guess you're not really doing that because you're not doing social media, I presume, unless you are doing video and just sending it directly to your clients, no. which people could do. You know, I, 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 when I go to these conferences at different places and I hear about how much, you know, video is, it's so important and, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's what people like now. It's difficult for me. I just, you know, right. haven't gotten into it. So no, I haven't right. been doing it. Well, and I we should. have a video of this podcast, I which is going to be on our YouTube fabulous. channel, which, so <laughs> you're getting your tone to water. I will actually send you some clips if you want. So you can, you can put it oh, on can, your, oh, uh, that yeah. would be great because yeah. <laughs> everybody who knows me knows how much I love to be on camera. Well, perfect. <laughs> I, well then, so then they're going to get a kick out of it, right? Right, so, right like, exactly. Juliet, you know, spreading her wings and flying. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but you, so you hear that in, you know, when yes. you're at the, you know, but, but you just ignore it. Well, it's, it's more of, you know, I have a lot going on prioritizing yeah. and yeah. Um, it just, it's, it's on the list of things yeah, to do. It just hasn't sure. made it up to well, the top. But again, it, it all goes back to, you have to find your own path. Right. right. And just because everyone is carping at you about doing video, right. doesn't mean you should do video. Right. I mean, it, it certainly might make certain things easier, but what is the cost of that? Right. Right. And, and I think we've had a lot of conversations with agents over the years about, okay, let's, I, I want to do, you know, in-depth video about every single neighborhood in Camarillo right. or every single neighborhood in Ventura. And they're like, oh, and we price it out and they're like, well, Maybe I don't, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, but there's nothing to stop them from doing it themselves. Right. right? Other than, you know, like, and now, you know, we all have like an amazing camera in our pocket. Right. Right. And so, so we can produce those. It can be hard on the, on on the editing side, but you can either do it yourself or there's a lot of places online where, you know, people can edit video for you. But I think having that content and then making sure that if you are doing video content that you are, you know, have your own YouTube channel. Do you have a YouTube channel? No. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, anybody yeah. who knows me well <laughs> right. knows well, that. Well, but it doesn't have to be videos of you, but you know, but, but I, you know, we say that most, if you, if any agent is doing any kind of video that you do want to have your own YouTube channel, right. it shouldn't just go on your Instagram. It shouldn't just go on Facebook because you, because YouTube is the second largest search engine right. in the world. That's crazy. So when you want to make sure that any video content you do, that you're also posting on your own YouTube channel so that that way you can capture and you know, you want to put some keywords in the description. Like if it's about Ventura, 
But then, well, uh, that's great. That's great advice. And oh, I'll put thanks. it on my list of things to do. Uh, right. What what number on your list? <laughs> well, <laughs> like it varies from day to day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be like uh, uh, number 37. So just to get back into, I guess, where how, how you make the decisions on where to put those marketing dollars. I mean, it's really kind of ends up being trial and error, I would imagine. Well, yeah. You know, you, you do. I go and look at... Um, where my clients are coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that I have, uh, you know, uh, my past clients, you know, I have a book of past clients mm-hmm. and I get a lot of referrals from those past clients. Right. Um, but I do evaluate every year. I look back at, okay, where did the business come from? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, try to be more consistent with wherever those, those are coming from. Right. And, and because I do have, um, because I am getting clients from past clients, I do focus on, um, you know, networking with my past clients and sending Mm -hmm. them things in the mail and touching them, so to speak, you know, monthly, the the touches, the touches, right. Um, because that's where I'm getting a good portion of my business. Um, so, but I think for everybody, they have to evaluate where they're, you know, where they're spending their money and, where, you know, what the return on investment is. So it it just varies. Have you ever done a client appreciation party? You know, I haven't. Gosh, I've, there's a lot of things I need to do. Um, I haven't, um, I just bought a Duffy boat, electric boat, a Duffy, Duffy. it's a little electric boat and I noodle around it's like a 22, a 22 foot boat. Um, and the idea was that I want to take my past clients out and have like little, uh, wine and cheese parties. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like what in the Harbor, uh the boats in the Oxnard Harbor in Seabridge where I live. So, yes. So, um, that was, Fancy. That's kind of, you know, instead of doing like a whole party where there's, mm-hmm. you know, everybody in one room. Right. Um, well, I take that back when I was, I worked many years ago at Helen Yunker Realty and one uh-huh. of our, one of our, uh, one of our advertising things there was every year at Christmas time, they would do a Christmas party mm-hmm. at Aloha Steakhouse. Oh, uh, oh, shout nice. out yeah. to Aloha Steakhouse. Um, and uh, it would be free food and drinks and dessert. Mm-hmm. And people really appreciated that. But you have all your clients in one room. It's really hard to talk right. to everybody. I I have heard the feedback I've heard it because we, we've done things and we just did one recently actually where we went and did a video of mm-hmm. the party for the agent right. so then they could have that nice little wrap up that they could send all their clients and and I've done you know over the years several of these parties where we just go and you know just photograph so then they have they have that stuff but I've heard the feedback from the realtors is they have said every single time, oh yeah, way worth it. Every single yeah. time they do one of those parties, they yeah. get a deal out of it yeah. somehow. I don't know how that happens, but you know, but they well, do. I think a lot of times, um, just the ask, you know, just asking for the business is pretty profound. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we think, oh my gosh, you know, that's too forceful or too aggressive. But I mean, a lot of times if you just, you know, you're talking to somebody right. and you say, look, I'm, you know, I'm. I found a really great house and I want to sell it. Do you know anybody who might be interested? Right. I mean, honestly, you don't know what's going to come up something wow. like that, but I think the appreciation parties are great. The client appreciation parties. Um, uh, again, the more yeah. times you're, you know, interacting with your, with your past clients, the right. better. Right. For sure. All right. Well, I have an ask for you. Okay. And it's action items. Oh. I, I, I want to have an action item from you. And, this week, I'm so excited because our action items are sponsored by Choice Home Warranty. Tamara Rossi Molina, your number one choice for home warranties. You're going to get great service from Tamara. She's so wonderful. You can find them at chwpro.com. 
com. Give Tamara a call. She'll hook you up with the Choice Home Warranty. She's the best, I have to say. Oh. She really is. I've been oh. using her for years, and she's wow. really about customer service. So. so you're not getting paid for that, though, by the nope. way. So, yeah, no okay. Okay, payment. Yeah. Nope. All right. All right. Um, all right. So action. Yes. I'm going to... I want to, I feel like yours is going to be awesome. So I want it to be last. So mine is, mine's pretty great. Okay. But I'm going to go first with my action item. Okay. Very simple. My action item is go to an in-person networking event with your colleagues. There you go. There you go. Who can't do that? And there's so many of them. I think I get emails from this place that there's like four networking events every week. And yes. it's like, you can go to the pre thing at the caravans. I went to, and I don't think it's part of this, the association, but I went to last week, the first Wednesday thing that yeah. uh, uh, Bob does. Yeah. Bob Davis. Uh, Bob mm-hmm. Davis does. Uh, that was at uh, two trees last week. We, yeah. I've been going to those once a month and they're great. I mean, there's like a hundred people there and like, the, you know, it's, you, you pay five bucks and you know, those are you great get food and For yeah. sure. I, you know, there's, I feel like there's so many networking opportunities and it's one of the easiest and lowest cost things that you can do as, sure. as a form of marketing. And obviously you're not marketing to potential clients, but you are networking with your fellow realtors, which is, which is really, it's, it's really key. And, uh, I remember when I first moved here and started working here in Ventura County, I didn't know it really didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just decided that I was going to get my name out there and I started, I actually was the I sent out the um, the reminders for the pitch it meeting for the pre caravan meeting, oh, uh-huh. and pe- I got to know people that way because right. I was you know sending out an email every week to remind people about the meeting, and um, it's just good to network and know your colleagues. And I know you and yeah. Ignacio talked about this last week, but I will reiterate that it is it's huge to, yeah. to know your colleagues, and that's why we're going to keep talking about it because. Yeah. And what my business coach always says is that. Uh, you know, cause he, he's the one who really prodded us as upmarket media to be going to all, all these networking events. Mm-hmm. And since we've expanded our business and kind of scaled it now, Mark and I actually have the time because before it was like, Oh, you were out shooting. We can't go to these marketing right, events. Right. So we would go to the in-person and, and what our business advisor always tells us is like, it's not you're not going to go and then just get a bunch of business. Right. You got to go 10 times right. and it's the repetition that is going to get it. And again, you know, it's just the repetition of, getting to know your colleagues and, you know, just putting stuff out there. And then I don't know, it just action begets action. Right. right. And so that, sure. that's, you know, what, that's how you can get in the game. Well, and it's, it's funny that you say that because, um, some of my newer agents, when we go on caravan, th- we'll be in the car and they're like, why are we doing this? And, you know, I'm like, well, right. A, to see a home that yeah. you might not otherwise get to see, or, you know, and the, and the, but the biggest is, you know, meeting up with your colleagues and, and, mm-hmm networking, you know, on the road and, uh, getting to know people in their faces and putting the names with the faces and things. So, um, yeah. So good tip. Oh, good tip. Thanks. Okay. Is yours better than that? I have two. The the double action item. Well, the Ignacio had three. I'm going to keep bringing him up. <laughs> yeah, I know. God. Got the legendary Ignacio exactly. from our inaugural episode. Everyone's bringing him up. So go listen to that episode if you have Yes, please. Because yeah. it was actually, it was really good. Oh. I listened to it. It was fabulous. Oh. Um, but my two action items, I have one on the um, the realtor side. Okay. And then the other one as president of our association. Okay. So, All right. Perfect. Um, so the, the realtor action item, I would say, is to pick up the phone, you know, in the next week and call five of, you know, five people that can be past client, um, you uh-huh. know, somebody you met on the street and do make the ask. 
do you, you know, say, what's the ask? The ask, uh, do you know of anybody who is looking to buy or sell? I'm, you know, you're, you're trusted, local, real, you're estate. trusted real estate agent <laughs> and, and, but ask for the business. You know, right. I'm, you know, wow. looking, I'm, I have a goal of, you know, selling 10 homes this month or this year, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your goal is and just say, you know, this, this is my goal and I'm calling people to, to, Help me achieve help, my goals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's my first okay. action item. I think that's great. My second, uh-huh. uh, because I am, you know, uh-huh. on of the course. board yeah. and you're president uh, of the well, board. <laughs> yes. Um, is to get involved with the association. Um, get to know what the association does. I know for me, for years, I all I knew is I paid my dues and sure. my MLS fees and I had no idea what the association um, actually does. Look at the different committees um, and work groups that we have available and, um, you know, ask, call me, text me, email me if you have questions, Um, but, you know, get involved or at least find out what the association does on the local, state, and national level because our associations do a lot. You know, we... um, Part of the reason that we were able to work during the pandemic was because our, um, our association dollars you know, we lobbied right. for that. Right. And we also, um, you know, some of us were, uh, had to get on unemployment during that time. Right. And it was the first time independent contractors, um, could get unemployment. And that right. was part of, you know, what our state and, um, national associations did. So my second ask again is to get involved in your association, whatever association that is, um, and find out what we do. All right. So those are my two double, action items. The double action items. The double items. whammy. All right. All right. Next, next week we're going to, oh man, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I will have to see who's going to, who's going to step into these co-host shoes. Cause you did an amazing job. Thank you so much, Juliet. We Thank really you. appreciate you coming on to the podcast. So don't forget rate review and, and subscribe. subscribe. I'm going to go do that right now. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for having me. Of it was course. fun. All right. Bye. Bye. Real VC is a production of Upmarket Studios. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and edited by Bethany Diedrich. We'll be back shortly with a brand new episode. But in the meantime, we hope that all your transactions will be smooth. Thank you for everything. Thank you.